welcome back to our 44th episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Ashley Smith with Royal Page in Toronto. In this episode, Ashley and I talk about why she chose to target her university alumni and how she helped them find rentals, which really helped kickstart her career. And Ashley shares how she built a brand that not only represented her style and her business, but it also helped her build credibility and trust in the community. And Ashley shares what type of content she posts and what it looks like. She actually gives us a demo of her Instagram account so you can get some ideas. And we share a super easy way to leverage other people's events in your farm and how you can use those to connect with your community. And Ashley shares how she's growing her team and helping them grow their own business while still building her brand. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Ashley. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Ashley Smith, which is an awesome last name, from Royal Page in Toronto. So Ashley, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Thanks for introducing me. Uh, yeah, my name is Ashley Smith. I work downtown Toronto. Um, I've been working with Royal Page for about five and a half years now. I uh, got into the business right as soon as I got out of university. Um, I've always I run a team of about three people right now, um, and we service people mainly north of, um, not north, sorry, south of Bloor Street, and then going as far across to Mimico, and then as far to the east as the beaches. So we have a pretty good uh, sphere around Toronto. So I always like to kind of start with what got you into real estate? How did you get there? And then kind of follow your journey along. So what brought you to the, to the business? Um, to be honest, I was, yeah, I was in university at Queens and, uh, all my friends were going into business school or they were in science and they were going to be doctors or they were in engineering. And I was, I had an, an English degree. And so I just kind of was trying to find something that, uh, let me be my own boss, but also, I would like to do and I've always really liked houses I've always liked people um, and so for me it kind of just seemed like a no-brainer why don't I investigate getting my license so I did that when I was in my fourth year and then that way I could start right when uh, I got out of school um, I also was really lucky to intern under an amazing realtor in California uh, who actually at the time had Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch up wow. for sale so i got to see the ropes from a serious professional in the us and so that really helped pave the way for me when i first started um and then yeah i kind of just built up from there uh in my first year i did a lot of rentals and as you kind of have to do when you're first starting and really just get right in there with all the rentals and so finally i'd say in my second second or third year that really started turning around and started building a team and yeah it's just been off to the races since that so yeah just loved the job been very happy with it the whole time I've been in it and yeah wouldn't change it for anything else <laughs> and you're probably making more money than your friends that had the business degrees so which is good well <laughs> in some situations definitely um and I'm also a lot happier than yes. a lot of the people who are yeah. in those banking jobs because their hours tend to be a lot worse than ours so, yeah. so. that's awesome so when you got started, you obviously have a big social media presence. That's kind of what, what you do. And that's what we want to dive into. What did it look like at the beginning? You mentioned rentals, but like from a, from a marketing standpoint, from getting your, your name out there, what did it look like for you to kind of get started in the business? 
Yeah, well, I think for me, the biggest thing was I've always wanted to work with people that were like-minded to me in one way or another. Um, my biggest reason I think that I love this job is the fact that I do get to work with people that I like as opposed to working with people that I don't like. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I really tried to market myself to people who were in the same age demographic um, and people who had similar lifestyle aspirations as me, people who came to the city for the same reasons or just, yeah, just kind of fit the same same tone as I did. So I find relatability is the best way to connect with clients. Um, so on that, I first started by creating a Facebook group that was for Queens alumni and just mm. said, if you're a Queens alumni, this is a housing group to help you find a rental in Toronto. So that was my first step uh, was trying to just market to the audience that I had come from. And it worked really well. Um, yeah, it was a great way to connect with those people from Queens. Um, and it was great just having clients that came from the same network and who were looking into rentals at the time. They didn't want to use their parents' realtors. They wanted to use <laughs> someone that was young and was looking for the same things as them. So that's how I really got in was through doing those rentals and meeting people that way. And obviously after they established trust for me on the rental side, they were more willing to actually use me when they were buying that home. So um, I, I want to pause because that's smart because you knew they're educated people probably going to have a decent income to once they kind of get established, but it's that lag time for once they from going from rental to, to buy, which does take time, but I'm sure it paid off. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one thing in this business that a lot of people skip is the fact that you don't need to be the best agent right when you start. Like there are building blocks um, and it's okay to start in the rental area if you are marketing yourself to people that will eventually become buyers. Yep. So that was my first step. Um, and then kind of, yeah, just building up a brand um, through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, I, I didn't call it a brand at first, I don't think. I more so was just saying, I wanna start doing videos. I want people to be educated. Um, I want to get my face out there, but I didn't quite know what the brand was until right. a couple years ago. So what changed for you to, to reshift into that? Cause now that's kind of their main vehicle and then that's really what drives what you're doing. So did, did you go do training? Did, did the light bulb go off? Like what happened for you to go, okay, hey, this I'm gonna go all in on this. Yeah, um, it was a little bit of both. Um, I joined Richard Robbins, the coaching uh, network. So from there, I had coaches like Stephanie Arnold, who looked at my brand and said, this is really great. You need to post more on Instagram. You need to do this. You need to really continue building it. Mm -hmm. And for me, a light bulb went off just because you see women on Instagram all the time that have brands and you see people in general that have great brands. Um, that all follow a similar color pattern or all look the same in some way. So I don't have that on my personal Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I could probably do this on my business because I, I can get how this works. I'll invest in some really good photo editing apps, um, spend that money to get the best, most crisp filters. And from there, just make sure I'm really methodical about putting things up. So started with that. And then about a year ago, I hired a, um, I guess, a brand creator. Um, and she really took my deck to the next level and gave me a bunch of um, 
templates to use with Adobe InDesign, which I learned how to use because I wanted to do it myself. Um, and it's actually quite user-friendly if you actually care to learn how to do Adobe InDesign. As long as you have the templates, it's not the biggest deal in the world. So I do that with all my Instagram posts, um, my videos, I plug in the same kind of branding stuff. And I just try and keep everything very consistent. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, they get scared on that initial setup phase and kind of pulling it together. Once you said, once it's up and running, it's easy to, to maintain it because you've kind of got the, the framework in place, which then you go, okay, this is the kind of direction I go. Have you kept it the same from the beginning? Have you evolved? Have you adapted? Like, what does it look like? Has it looked like for you? Definitely has changed a lot uh, from the beginning. I would say in the beginning, it was a lot more fun and childlike. Um, I had a Bitmoji at one point on my business card, which was my young 25-year-old self. Um, and it, it worked for the time, right? Like it was the clients that I had then were all quite young. And so that was great. But yeah. as I've gotten older, I wanted my brand to age with me. I wanted it to be a little bit more luxury focused. Um, and that's always been my main thing is that I really want my brand to just look very clean. When I had my brand creator come forward with me, I actually told her I wanted it to look kind of like Club Monaco's brand nice. where everything's very clean and simple yeah. um, as you can take a simple brand with you as far out as you go. So that was my main criteria for her. Keeping the colors very consistent as well. I use blues and um, light pinks and white. So not doing anything crazy. And so, yeah, I would say it's definitely evolved. It's changed as I've changed. Um, but it's the one thing that has always remained consistent is the dark blue color. Okay. I haven't changed that throughout the time because I think you do at least something that stays the same. <laughs> so people know who you are. <laughs> And I think too, like you said, it's you've evolved and then your audience who you've been following, because if you're at similar life stages and, and similar experiences, they're growing with your brand instead of just trying to recapture a brand new audience at that younger demographic over and over. Now, if you wanted to do that, that's great. And you can just keep staying in that space. But you obviously, you grew as a person, your business grew and, and your audience grew along with you. What was a, a mistake that you made that you would wish you would have done differently or gone back and changed? Um, in the beginning, I tried very hard to find other streams of business, I would say, through farming, um, okay. where I would try and farm areas that I didn't know super well. Yep. And I would send out those flyers and spend whatever, I think it was like 10 grand a year just for one building. Not to say I never got a deal out of it. I did. Yep. But I think that it's very easy in this business to try and market something that you don't know that well, just yep. because you've heard a great idea through someone. Yeah. Um, see it all the time yeah exactly so it's for me that was probably one of my learning experiences was hey I don't want to market to people that I don't necessarily know or that to an area that I don't necessarily know um I do send mail outs to neighborhoods that I'm very familiar with and where I already have a bit of an establishing mark there but yeah, when I was in my second year, I think it was, I tried to market just because I thought that an area needed someone there to market that there. Um, so yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's good. So I want to dive into the, the actual strategies and what you're doing, because it's one thing to set up social media and, and say, okay, I've got a brand, but it's like, it's actually difficult for some people to go, okay, how do I actually start getting business from it? How do I see a return from this and make it worthwhile? So what have you done 
from the beginning that's worked? And then what are you doing now that's really started to, to build that actual business? Yep. Um, so the first thing would just be, I would tell everyone to treat their Instagram like their business card because yeah. people don't, I don't use my business cards anymore other than using them when I go to visit a listing. Um, people don't ask to see what my card looks like. They ask to see what my Instagram page looks like. Um, that's the first place they go. They go there and then they go to Google reviews. Website is a good placeholder just to reinforce everything. But for the most part, people are really on your Instagram. So, and this is actually a part, would you mind if I share my screen just to show people? Yeah, yeah. What it looks like? we'll do that. Give me one second, we'll set it up for you. So this is my Instagram page. Um, and this is the one I've created a long time ago. I never decided to have my personal and my business as one. Okay. A lot of realtors do. I don't see a problem with it, but for me, I wanted it to be purely business, purely yep. real estate related. So the first thing, obviously everyone has their own little tagline. So for me, it was always just a house is a building, but a home is a feeling. Um, I say that I went to Queens again, trying to network to people um, who went to the same university as me. If you know Queens or you know Western or any of those schools, it feels like a cult sometimes where yeah. everyone still keeps in contact and it's like, you went to Queens? I went to Queens. So I tried to keep that alive. Um, telling unless, people either, unless you went to Brock, that's where I went. No one wants to tell anyone they went to Brock. So no, <laughs> I won't say that out loud. <laughs> I won't say the saying that I know very well then about <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no worries. Yes. Um, and then I have here Toronto's millennial realtor. So again, showing people why they're there, showing people that I work with millennials mainly. Um, and then just the fact that I'm ranked top 2% in Canada, which I mean, people like to see it. So uh, scrolling down, we have new listings, favorite listings, showings, testimonials, and reach out. And it's all with my branded colors, which is that blue that I was talking about earlier. Um, and then in there, I just kind of have like any listings that are recent that I've put up. Uh, um, oh, this is trying to take me to one. Yeah, I show things like this. Um, I'll do showings and showings where the house really still represents my brand is kind of how I do it. So luxury listings, uh, places that are a bit more unique, things like that. So I just think it's good to show people as you're out on showings as well, yep. like what you're doing that you're out there and you're looking at stuff. Um, then yeah, a lot of people do it just from the listing side of things and they miss out on the buy side and showing how you help buyers and sellers definitely can attract people from a, from a different perspective, which is great to do. Yeah, exactly. And just because something's not your listing doesn't mean you can't show a video of you there yep. or take a picture of it while you're there and then yep. post it. So I do that a lot. Um, the first photo that's on here is actually a video. I do a monthly market stats video where I just talk about what's happening in the area just to keep people informed and to show people that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, very important. And then from there, uh, this is our just sold, just listed kind of card. So you can see it has um, my branded colors, which some are blue, the kind of copper tone and the light pink. I switch them out as I go through, um, but it just keeps that consistency. All of the photos, all of the colors, I really try and make sure that everything looks really crisp. Um, I have some pictures of myself and um, one of my teammates, Rob, here as well. Um, yeah, just showing really nice units luxury kind of real estate draws people in people want to look at it so 
it's my business card, but it's also a place for people to land and go, ooh, look at that really nice house. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm really trying to do here, right? Is just keeping that consistency and um, giving people a place to say, wow, she looks like she's doing a lot of business. Um, this is somewhere that I maybe want to message her. And yep. I would say, regardless of paid ads, I do get a lot of visitors to this place um, who then send me a direct message and say that they want to communicate further. And yeah, from there, it's great because I've just gotten a free client off of a free business card that I don't have to pay for. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah a lot of people uh, have used to, in the back of the day, would, would get home magazines and they would love to look at other people. I, they call it house porn and they like to look through and, and they love just looking at other people's houses. And we've been able to take that and leverage that for our own business rather than having some big magazine show off beautiful homes. Like we can now pass that on and become that that conduit for, for people to go and look at these beautiful places. And then it just creates a good vibe and people love to, to check out the stuff. So do you get a lot of engagement? Like what are you getting from the social media side of it? Is, or is it yeah. just more just branding or are you getting actual people connecting? Yeah, I'll show you on here actually. We get really good engagement. Um, let me see. I wonder if I can show it on here or if it's, yeah, let me see. Pressing the dot, dot, dots. I might not be able to, but um, when I look at it on my phone, for example, the post that I just clicked on, um, I saw on there the other day that we had 18 different sends of it to wow. just different people. I've had some where I'll post um, buyers that just bought their house with keys in their hand, and that will get something like 70. Wow. And again, the reason is just because I've built a network of people that kind of know each other from mm -hmm in some way or another, whether they know each other through just the Toronto scene or they went to school together, whatever, they are sending it to their friends and family, then their friends and family are sending it to their friends yeah. and family. So it just creates this whole network. Um, and yeah, like people will send it if they think that it's a great listing and they want to go view it or even just to say, wow, this is a great house. So I get a lot of engagement on every single post. I'd say I haven't had one image in a long time that wasn't sent to someone or wow. bookmarked. So it's great. It's a great tool. Awesome. Do you want to jump, stay on the screen? Anything else you want to show or you want to come back? Nope. That's good. So I'll okay. stop my share. There we go. Awesome. So if you want to make me back the host then. And how do I do that? Uh, if you go to uh, chat or participants. Yep. And then click on my name and click more. And then yep. put make host. There we go. Awesome. Okay. So obviously Instagram's the big place. A lot of people are there. Back in the day, people were making fun of it, saying it's just a bunch of pictures. You've obviously been able to leverage that and turn that into business for you. You've turned it into branding. Is there anything else you're using other than Instagram as your main source? Or is that just kind of, are you putting all your eggs in that basket? No, I use YouTube as well. Um, I think YouTube is great to try and put your videos out there. I'm currently not having as much luck with my YouTube channel as I am with my Instagram. That's not to say that it can't improve. I just think that where I put most of my efforts is actually on Instagram. So um, that's an area where I just need to get better at it myself. Facebook, my demographic, to be honest, it's just not on Facebook mm. anymore. So I do have posts that go onto Facebook. Are people really checking it? Engagement's weaker. Um, I have a lot of agents that I work with that are moving to TikTok. 
and they're putting up some really cool videos of showings that they're doing. And that's something I think people should definitely tap into because you can make a really cool video of a showing as you walk in, speed it up. And it, it's a great tool. So I think that that's something that should definitely be explored by more people. Yeah. And that's, it's always being able to stay ahead. You know, some people are super early adapters and no one's using it. And it's like, people think, oh, you're crazy. What are you doing that for? And then all of a sudden it takes off and they, they've got a following. Sometimes and people are late to the game and they try to jump on and then it's too late now as well. You're, you're in that, you, you found it, you've been using it, And then it's, you're also obviously watching for new changes, new um, opportunities, which is great to see. Uh, yeah. You mentioned you have a team. Are, is your team building a brand under your brand or are, you, are they building their own brands on social media? What does that look like for you? So I'm, I'm a funny team leader where I actually really care about the mentorship and um, making sure they get to that place. So I do let them have their own brands. Um, that being said, they are still under my umbrella, obviously, but I don't make them put um, my kind of branding on their branding. They have an email under our team email account. Um, but for example, Rob, he's um, a little bit more of an experienced agent. He goes under the title of Rob Men's Realty, uh, which for me is totally fine. I just want to help him get to where he wants to be. And um, that's kind of the biggest thing for me. But yeah, I would say our whole team, typically I'm trying to get them more in to post more, to do more videos, to do more Instagramming. Um, it's just, yeah, everyone has to get there, I think. And unless you're really invested in trying to build your business as opposed to just being a realtor, I think that's where some people get stuck in this. But yeah, like outside of COVID, I'd also say that uh, a big thing that I always did was try and get involved, not with my own events, but with um, other people's events in the community and just trying to meet new people that way through friends of friends or yeah, even being out at a restaurant and meeting a new client is a great way to connect, right? So that's a perfect segue into what I want to go next is taking it offline because a lot of people focus online and they, they sit behind their computer and they just want to create this brand. What are you doing offline to either tie the two together, connect it, or really get people into, into your brand from an offline perspective? Well, I do a lot of kind of, yeah, talks similar to this. I have one coming up at the end of the month um, where there's a women's network called Elena's Group. And it's an amazing uh, tool that every month they teach women about a different either career or just something that they think women should know more about, whether it's politics or architecture or something like nice. that. So this month they're doing it on real estate. So they're having me speak at it. And again, it's to a network of women that are all somehow within my sphere of influence, which is great for me, obviously. Yep. Um, again, I wish it didn't have to be online, but, uh, <laughs> and it could actually be in person. I would say if we're not in COVID, my main way of getting business is probably through just networking while I'm out at a restaurant or out at a friend's house. It's a really easy tool to just be personable with people. And um, I think the online tool of people that I know seeing that my business is thriving really helps while I am out in those situations, right. them say, she's great, you should talk to her. Even if they haven't bought with me, um, the online presence really reinforces that for them. And that's why I get referred business all the time from people who have never even worked with me. Um, yeah, that would probably be the best option for most people if we're not in a pandemic. And other than that, my other offline tool that 
is fantastic is I work with a mortgage broker that took me about four years to find because it's, it's like dating. Um, it's really <laughs> difficult to find a broker or a lawyer or whoever that you want to partner with. Um, and so I really took my time with that. And I finally found someone that is fantastic. So we both give each other a lot of business and it really is an amazing stream uh, to explore. If you don't have that source, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it ties into one of the things I teach. So I, I, I call it CPR, which is how you keep a, a farm going, which is community positioning and relationships. And you've nailed all of those things in that you, you've got the community, you, you've got the connections within your, your groups of who you're hanging around, the, the social circles you're in, the positioning, you position yourself as that expert, you position yourself as the person who's the go-to, the knowledgeable person who's connected. And then the relationships, you're focusing on building those relationships, fostering them and tying it back. And when a lot of people think of farming, they think that it's just postcards and door knocking. And I talk about that. That's a strategy, but it's not what farming is. That's a way to, to farm, but it's not really what the, what farming is. And the fundamentals for me is that if you get involved in the community, whatever the community looks like for you, positioning yourself as the community ambassador, the expert, and then you build those relationships. That's really the core of what's going to make your farm grow. And you've done that digitally. And then you've, you've tied in those other places, which is, which is awesome to see. So I want to ask you as far as strategies go, if you were to put your money on, on one way of doing it with using Instagram or any other online avenue, what would you say is like, Hey, if I was going to double down or spend my time and money on this, whether it's a post, whether it's a online ad, like what is it for you where you say, okay, that's really been valuable for me. I struggle with online ads mainly because, well, recently they also changed online ads for housing where now you can't do half of the things you could do before. <laughs> so I struggle with that. Um, the only type of online ad I like to do for my Instagram is reach just to get people to follow my Instagram page because yeah. I would say that majority of people who are looking at a listing online either don't have the budget for it, aren't even in the same city, <laughs> or all that fun stuff. So I don't really invest too much um, on that end of things. The biggest thing for me is just continuing to build my brand on Instagram and continuing to make it a landing page for people to come back to. And it's free, which is crazy that I also spend money on actual farming and sending out flyers as you were talking about i actually i don't send out flyers i should mention um the thing that i like to do because i like everything in my business to be personal and to have that connection is i send out personal letters so every month we went into the geo warehouse system and we got the names and addresses of everyone within a certain block so we've got about a thousand names um and each month we send them a letter through a mailing service that I found that just prepares it for me every single month, but it's a formal letter. They open it. It has their name on it and it just talks to them about what's going on in the market. Some like tips and tricks for getting their home ready. Um, a house that recently sold in their neighborhood without saying the actual address, just saying like yeah. it's sold on this street for this amount. Um, I've never been a flyer person because I know myself, I look at it for a second and throw it in the garbage. So that's not to say that everyone does that. Um, for me, I just prefer more genuine connections. And we started that letter campaign in January and we've actually had about 11 people reach out to us saying that they wanted to have more information or um, 
we have two listings come of it, which is great. great. And um, obviously we've also had people who have said, I never signed up for this, take me off yeah. right now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the other side of it. That's not as exciting, but I mean, for only being in it a couple months and having that much return, it's great so far. So, so are you tying the offline marketing to the online or is it kind of two separate things? I tie it in um, my Instagram page. Obviously the branding on the letter is the exact same as my branding on my Instagram. Um, we also on my Instagram page will do a lot more features of houses in that area to really tie in that way. Um, I've done a couple ads where I've targeted that specific location as well, just to reinforce that marketing. Um, I also have Facebook pic or Google pixels. Is it Google or Facebook pixels? Both, both have a pixel, but yeah. <laughs> one of the two that ties in with my website, with my ad. So if they visited my website, then um, I know that. And then they're also getting the ads from my Instagram page. Yep. So just really trying to tie it in as much as possible. I, I couldn't say for sure if that aspect of it is working. But again, like a business card, it's great to send out a letter. And then the first place they go is either your website Google review or Instagram. And yeah. if you've got a place for them to land, it's just reinforced everything that you said in the letter, that you're yeah. intelligent, that you actually are the expert, all that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like you said earlier about not having a business card, you don't need one because people are, I, I literally just threw out a stack of business cards from a number of years ago that were like sitting at my desk. And it's like, I couldn't even tell you who they were, what I did with them. They were just sat there and I just put them in my pocket and whatever. So online, you have an opportunity to re-tag them follow up with them. And that's going to be way more effective than just passing someone a business card, which is, is awesome. So for you, obviously the online's a great way to get your name out there. How are you getting people to find you then? Because I find a lot of agents struggle with, okay, I've got a brand, I'm going to post stuff, but then it's like, how do I actually attract followers? Are you doing anything specific or is it just natural people finding you? Like, what are you doing to grow it? Well, again, that's where I come back to time being the biggest thing in our business, right? Like everyone wants to get right there right away, but my business has been built over the past five and a half years. So yeah. for me, the reason why I, things are great right now is because I had patience and I've built this brand over the course of how many years? It's, it's the honest truth, right? Like I think when you first get in the business, you want to be the best right away, but it's, it's very hard to do unless you have a connection or you're working on a team or you're getting fed leads or something like that. So for me, I think I just started establishing the brand. I did really good work for my clients. I made sure that no one ever didn't like working with me and through word of mouth that really continues to have people go to your page for one reason or another. So for me, building that brand has mostly had to do with building relationships with people and ensuring that every relationship that I do have, whether or not we end up working together or not, because whether they just decide not to buy in the end or they go with someone else, which to be honest, usually doesn't happen. <laughs> That's great. That's good. If they just don't end up buying, that doesn't have to end the relationship, right? Because yep. they will eventually. So I have a couple old clients who had to put their search on hold, which is fine. You still continue to reach out and send them listings. Just be like, wow, look at this house. Like, this is so cool. And yep. it's, you create a friendship, right? So from there, they start to feel that trust. And then they want to say, oh my God, yeah, I didn't end up working with this girl, but check out her page or check this out. So it's just a reinforcing thing for me is sphere of influence is so important to focus on. And if you're not nurturing those relationships, you can't really expect to 
build a brand. Yeah, absolutely. And I, a lot of agents get, they want instant gratification. They want the now they see someone who has X amount of followers, they see someone who's got X amount of deals and they're new in the business and go, I want to be there. And then they, they give up or they beat themselves up. And the reality is I'd rather have more time to build relationships. One thing I've always said is I'd rather have five years to build a relationship with someone than five weeks. And if you're doing old school cold calling where it's like, okay, I got a lead. Now I got to build trust with them. It's like, you've only got five days or five weeks to build trust versus five years of people following you. And then when they're ready, they go, Hey, I got to call Ashley. She's awesome. I know what she's about. And it, there's a way more trust built in over time versus that trying to force trust to happen in a short amount of time. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to have uh, listings or buyers in the time yeah. of your first or yeah, second exactly, year. Exactly. It just means you're not going to have consistent buyers or sellers. So yeah. it's also being okay with that and saying, okay, I'm, I probably can't make a living off of one or two buyers or sellers a year. So I'm also going to do rentals. I'm also just going to really build my brand. I don't want to do rentals, but I'm going to do them. And being okay with that because yeah, the more that you put yourself out there, the better it is. And you can't just always wait around for someone to decide to work with you. Yeah. Well, you can just may not be in the business long, long yeah. doing that. So, so for you, what's next then as, as far as the evolution of your business, is it new technology? Is it new? Is it the team growth? Like wh where are you headed right now? I'm at the team growth stage. Um, we, my current assistant actually is getting her license uh, start of June. So she's gonna be joining the team and we just hired another full-time admin. So we're growing in that way. Um, and yeah, I just, I would say for me right now, what I really wanna do is start giving more of the ropes to the team, funneling them more business um, and just trying to keep building. Um, we have some fun goals uh, where if we reach it, we're going to go to Tulum at the end of nice. the year. So again, just creating a positive work environment for everyone, making sure everyone's happy. No one wants to leave. And um, that's the biggest thing for me is I want to come to work every day and be excited about my job. So yeah. whether that's just through working with clients or working with my team, I want, I want everything to run smoothly. I want everyone to feel happy to be there. So so if you do go down to Mexico, my friend, do you know Dustin Pritchard? I don't. So it he's down. There. He's with EXP, but he's got it. He's running his business down there. So he's just moved oh, down okay. there this year. So you can run into him. He, he invited me to go down and drink tequila with him down oh, there. So. So <laughs> Beautiful. That's awesome. So if you were to wrap up and give one piece of advice for to our viewers of they're thinking of getting started, thinking of using social media in their farm, what advice would you give them? Uh, trust in the process. Um, be patient and just honestly establish a brand from the beginning. Decide who you are and what your personality is like. Yep. Try to write it down and figure out like what you are all about. Um, the type of people you most enjoy working with because that's the biggest thing as well. It doesn't have to be about the property you want or about being a, a multi-million dollar agent it's about who you are and kind of, yeah, just the area you want to work in, the people you want to work with, the type of day you want to have, writing all that down to figure out what you really want out of this job is so important. And then I think once you have that established, it will be a lot easier to develop a brand around your personality, your likes and dislikes, and just kind of go from there. Awesome. That's great advice. Who always wrap up with uh, your best book. So what's one book that you recommend that's either had a huge impact in your life or you think would make an impact in our viewers? Well, because we're talking about branding, uh, definitely the uh, To Build a Brand by Donald Miller, I think it is. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, we're actually deal doing that book right now with uh, Richard Robbins program. We had some homework on that, but I read it about a year ago. I really liked it. Um, the best way to build a brand is through storytelling. So yeah. having um, a story about yourself and exactly what I just said, right, is learning who you are and then kind of giving people that rundown is really important. So if you can try and tie in your own experiences as you're talking with clients, maybe about your own home buying process or coming to the city, anything like that, I think that's really valuable. It's people are going to connect in on the emotional level. And that's really where you want to get them and not just the cold. This is what I am. This is what I do. So building that story is, is great. So that's awesome. It's great advice. Great, great books as well. Great suggestion. Uh, how can our viewers check out what you're up to if they want to see your Instagram or, or connect with you and if they have any referrals or anything like that? Yeah. Um, honestly, just go to Ashley Smith Properties on Instagram. That's probably the best way to connect with me. Um, you can also email me. My email is ashley at aspgroup.ca. But uh, main way to find me is definitely my Instagram as awesome. I've been <laughs> putting down on all of your throats today is that Instagram is very important. So reach out to my business card. Awesome. We appreciate that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your, your experience and your insight. And I know our viewers are really going to appreciate this episode. Awesome. Well, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming. <laughs>